Did you know that I wrote a book, Validation is for Parking, How Women Can Beat the Confidence Con, will be available soon for pre-order. But if you just can't wait, there is a way for you to get a digital copy now. By joining my VIP book launch squad, you not only get early access to my book, you'll also receive your very own Validation is for Parking 40 plus page workbook companion for free. Members of my launch squad are also invited to a private Q&A where I'll share all the inside scoop on writing a book, increasing social media engagement, and so much more. But that's not it. There's chances to win signed copies, all sorts of swag, two tickets to a live virtual event, and one lucky VIP will be handed the mic to interview me for our book launch episode of This Is Woman's Work. Do you want to become VIP? Check the show notes for the link or visit NicoleKhalil.com forward slash book. That's NicoleKhalil.com forward slash book. I mean, let's be real. Is there any other way to live other than on the VIP list? I am Nicole Khalil, and you're tuning in to another episode of This Is Woman's Work. There's an old expression in business that says it's not what you know, but who you know that matters. You'd be hard-pressed to find a successful person that didn't have a story about how a great connection or a strong relationship made all the difference in their success. Companies are making trillions by offering platforms and solutions that make it easier to build our networks, increase our connections, and impact a larger audience. For an introvert like me, it can be a little daunting and frankly, sometimes uncomfortable to think about constantly putting myself out there, meeting new people, and showing up on social media. I'm still figuring out the how, but I'm crystal clear on the why. Because the power of connection is undeniable. Because the who will always drive the what and the how. Because none of us are meant to go it alone and we're physically and emotionally hardwired for connection. So on today's episode, we're going to learn from a master. Tori Archbold is one of the most powerful and connected women in Australia. CEO and founder of Powerful Steps, host of the Powerful Stories podcast, and founder of brand and communications agency, Torstar. It comes as no surprise that Tori has a connection to some of the world's most influential celebrities, entrepreneurs, and CEOs, having worked with companies like Zara, Nespresso, Salesforce, and Victoria's Secret. She's about as busy as it gets, but she prides herself on always finding and making the time to build connections. Tori, thank you so much for being here. I have so many questions for you, but I'm going to start with why do you believe and invest so much time in your community and this, this idea of global connections? Where do you see the power in this? So that's a great question, Nicole, because I started my first business when I was 24 years old and I started it with self-belief because basically everyone said to me, you can't start a brand communications agency. You're not going to attract the world's top performing brand celebrities and influencers. Go and get married, be an interior designer, join a few clubs and get on with life. And I was like, you know what? Fuck you. I can do this. <laughs> Even though I had no I money in the bank. <laughs> I didn't. I had no money in the bank. I had no media connections, but I was like, you know what? I actually need a marquee client to launch my business and no one in Australia would give me a go. So I registered the name Torstar and I knew that if I had one client or one celebrity 
that I could hook my brand onto. And if I really drove it with passion, integrity and delivery, which has always been my values of what I've anchored my life to, then I would get that advocacy. And in your introduction, you talk about the how and the why. I always talk about the how, the why, the advocacy, and then as a brand, whether it's a personal brand, a product or service, you always have liftoff. So I managed to get not from Australian connections, but from my UK connections. When I was working over there for Viacom, Columbia TriStar, George Lucas Films, on a working holiday visa where you were only allowed to do 12 week stints because of the visa requirements, I always invested in coffee dates and meeting and listening and understanding the power of the story. And so when I was launching my business and no one would give me a chance in Australia, I called it a connection in London and I said, hey, I hear that you've started your own business down under. I'm looking for a marquee client. I want to get into PR. Can you give me a referral? And so they did. And it was to the number one retailer in this market, which would be the equivalent, I guess, of like a Neiman Marcus or a Saks in the States. And ironically, Neiman Marcus ended up being my client. And I got to work with the wonderful Ken Downing, who's now the creative director at Colston. That client changed my life because I backed myself. They said, you need to write a press release. You need to launch Megan Gal, who at that point was an Australian supermodel who had great success in Italy um, as the brand ambassador for our retail chain. And I just backed myself. I wrote a press release. I'd never done one in my entire life. I faxed it off. I got the job. And then I was like, oh, my God, I now need to implement and become a PR queen with no experience and no connections. And so I started calling people because I'd written this hit list of who the most powerful people were in media. And I started introducing myself and people started hanging up on me. And I thought to myself, you know what? I kind of get it. Like, who is Tori? And why the hell has she called her name Torstar, which was Tori is a little star, which was my nickname when I'd been working in London. And I just said to myself, Tori, you've got to switch the thinking. Where does the power lie? You have just secured the number one retail brand. You're working with the number one model in the country that's had great success overseas. Stop calling people, let them call you back. And so I waited. And then the calls came in because that client had a $40 million advertising budget and they needed to partner with me. And that's really where it all started, Nicole. And through that, I, I really invested my time and my energy in having coffee dates with people. So one has always been with someone in my tribe, right? Someone I want to partner with and someone completely outside my comfort zone. I coffee date all around the world. And sometimes I dirty martini date as well, which hopefully I get to do with you in LA when I'm there in a few months. But <clears throat> the moral of the story is this. Back yourself. Don't be afraid that when you don't get a return call that you've lost your power because you haven't. There's always an angle and a challenge always becomes a possibility. And because I believed in what I was doing, I just had to show people that I was capable. And when you show people that you're capable and you step into it and you deliver, but most importantly, you deliver with that integrity piece, mm -hmm. the doors just start opening. Yeah. And there's so many things in there. So obviously your, your confidence, your self-belief that can't be over communicated, right? That's just so, so, so important. If you don't believe in you, who will, uh, I want to talk about your coffee dates and your kind of rhythm and how you do that and the consistency with which you do it. Um, but I wanted to ask the question, how often have you been surprised as it relates to thinking some connections may help you and they don't. And then meeting somebody for the first time and having them be a great connector. I think sometimes, especially when we start a business 
or when we're building a business, we think certain people are going to be really supportive and really helpful. And then they're not. And that can be very discouraging. How often have you been surprised and how often has it been a new person who's been extremely helpful? I think the biggest mistake people make in business is that they think that they can trust their friends to help them. And I think that's where the greatest disappointment comes because quite often I say to people, you have a business when your friends don't support you. And I feel that that question when you're asking me is no doubt you've asked out for a friend and said, hey, can I have a referral to X, Y, and Z? And they haven't really opened that door. And I think that you need to kind of get over asking the easy wins. So for instance, the way you and I connected was through Gina DeVee. Now, Gina DeVee and I met at a fashion conference in Singapore almost 10 years ago. We sat next to each other. We were in completely different worlds. I was in fashion, you know, representing all of these brands. She had Divine Living but we connected. Now, over the years, we have remained connected. So in the highs and the lows of, you know, both of our careers where you need a woman to step in and say, hey, it's okay, we've called each other and we said, hey, can you help me, right? Now, this is a woman that lives on the other side of the world from me, but who's not afraid to like say, hey. So your question is, how do you call people and lean into them? I'm going to give you a really good example. And it relates to Gina as well. We had Marianne Williamson in Australia, last month and I called Gina she was in Miami and I was like Gina I hear that Marianne is over here because she's always spoken highly of Marianne and I said I'd really like to interview her on the podcast and she's like I'm going to connect you to my friend Grace in Australia now Grace in Australia then organized for me to have the only podcast interview with Marianne when she was in Australia now that endorsement came from Gina to Australia Australia to Marianne and it's a collaboration You've got to understand that women support women who support them, yeah? So Gina can do anything. Ask me any question. How can I help you, Gina? That's how you and I met. She said, hey, I've interviewed Nicole. I think you girls should connect and do a podcast swap. And I don't know you. I didn't know you, but I was like, I trust Gina. Of course I'm going to connect with Nicole. And now we're sitting here having this great conversation and we're going to help and leverage each other in our business through the power of connection. So my point is this, do not be afraid to reach out and ask people for a connection. Do not be afraid to step outside your comfort zone. Like every time I went to LA when I was launching American brands into Australia, I would always have another two days tagged onto my trip and everyone would be like, why are you doing so many coffee dates? And I said, because I want to connect with people. I want to partner with people. I want to share what my clients are doing with them because I know that a mutual exchange of energy for both of us will land big opportunities. Well, one of the agencies that um, you know I met over there to partner with Torstar couple of years later, she sends me an email and she goes, hey, one of my really good friends is launching a beauty brand into Australia, Tori, would you be interested? And because I'd had that connection, because I had that coffee date, because we'd had that mutual exchange of energy, I was like, of course, I would absolutely love to help out. The same as Gina to you, Gina to Grace to Marianne. Guess who the client was? Drew Barrymore, right? So I launched Drew Barrymore's Flower Beauty into Australia. That was through the power of connection. That was through a coffee date. That was through me saying nothing is beyond my reach. That is to me saying to myself, how can I do better for my clients? What powerful partnerships are going to tip us into a higher vibration so that we can be of service to the world? So when you look at it like that and you commit to those three coffee dates a week, which I have all my life, 
that's when the magic actually happens. And the thing is, you've got to surrender to the process because not every coffee date is going to deliver an opportunity. But what that coffee date is going to do is deliver you a connection. Yeah. And when you have that connection, you're creating a memory. And when you create a memory, no matter where you are in the world, you can reconnect with that person. You can reach out. You can congratulate them on that new role. You can ask them onto your podcast or ask them to, you know, be an advocate, in your case, for your book launch or for your business. Whatever it is, that person's going to be willing to do that because the memory is positive. Again, so many powerful things in there. I love how you said, you know, you don't really have a business until you're not working with your friends. And, and I, that's so true and so powerful. I don't, I don't think any friend, unless they're building their business too, will ever totally understand what it is that you're doing. And there's so much power in connecting with people who are up to similar things and how can we support each other? And, and that's where the real magic happens. So I want to dig into these coffee dates because I know people listening are like, okay, there's magic here. How do I do this? Okay. So you said it already, but you have three types of coffee dates a week. Can you repeat what those are? Yeah, it's really important. I've actually got this on my website under the coffee challenge. So I was really lucky. Nespresso was my client for more than a decade. So I really learned the art of conversation, right? And how to step into it. So the way I segment it is this. Number one, you have a coffee date with someone in your tribe. Now, Nicole, you're now in my tribe. Because my first coffee date with you was a partnership date and it was referred by Gina, right? So we had a coffee date and we were discussing, hey, how can we collaborate? How can we help each other? Now, the first one, the tribal is so important. This could be someone that you work with, someone that you have worked with, someone within your network. And it's not about, hey, this is all about me, 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 me. It's about how can we help each other? Or it's just like a touch base. What have you been up to? So for instance, at the moment, we're launching Powerful Steps into the US, what am I doing? I'm tapping into my US network. And they're like, we've seen that you've, um, you know, dissolved Torstar, you've started Powerful Steps. Tori, tell me about Powerful Steps, how can I help, right? That's a tribal member, right? Someone in your tribe is like, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what time frame you haven't spoken to them in. It matters the fact that you're reconnecting with them to let them know what you're up to, getting an understanding of what they're up to and how can you possibly collaborate. Second one is partnership. Now, partnership is so important to building business. Without partners, you can't grow. Now, I am a big advocate for being a connector, but also an authentic connector. So we don't buy likes. We don't buy people's testimonials. We have authentic advocacy, and that is through partnership. Because I believe that if you partner with a brand or a person and you're on the same vibration, you're anchored to the same or similar value set, but you're on a mission to provide a similar service or shine a light with a similar message, then that's really powerful because between the two communities, you can actually amplify and it benefits both parties, right? So I would recommend you just write a little manifestation list of all of the really good brands that you want to partner with. And somehow, somewhere in the world, they're going to find you. That's how Zara found me. I asked them. You know, we launched Zara into Australia. It was the most successful retail launch in history. We had 22,000 people turn up on the day of launch, which is unheard of. We did a million dollars in sales. I worked with Jesus Ekevira, who was at that point in time the most powerful man in, um, you know, global media. And I said to him, how did you find me? They wanted to partner me, but I wanted to know, how did you find me? And he said, I hear passionate. And I'm like, yeah. 
Because I hear work with integrity. I said, yeah, and he said, but most importantly, you deliver. Those were his values, right? Boom, that's a partnership. That's why it was so successful. And then the third one is I always say jump off a cliff. Have a list of the people that you want a coffee date with. So on the top of my coffee date list, I'd love to have a coffee date or a tea date with Michelle Obama and Oprah, right? How does an Aussie connect to these people? Through the power of connection and the commitment to three coffee dates. So I had the great privilege of interviewing Libby Moore, who's now a transformational um, business coach, but she was working with Oprah for 11 years. How did I meet her? On a coffee date during lockdown. She was in Canada. I was in Australia. We didn't do the podcast chat for another six or seven months, but I wanted to partner with her. I wanted to see how we could help each other. And that connection, which was outside of my comfort zone, ended up being a partnership connection, yeah? So have a list and really think sky high. And when you're looking at launching a brand, don't be afraid, as I say, to jump off the cliff and just take a chance because what's the worst thing that can happen? You fail. Who cares? It's a life lesson. Who cares if you fail? Because when you jump off the cliff again, you're going to fly and you're mm -hmm. going to fly high and the vibration that you're actually jumping out into the universe is something that people are going to want to jump on board with you as well. So everyone says to me, well, you know, you have this great little global network of connections. It's, yeah, I back myself. I back my ability to deliver. I back the fact that I've got something to offer. And let's face it, we all do. But as humans, we are imperfect. We're not perfect. And that's okay because guess what? That connection's not perfect either. So you don't need to think, oh, you know, I'm going to suffer from imposter syndrome. Am I going to be judged or whatever? No. Who cares? Jump right. off the cliff and do it. Well, and I love how unapologetically clear you are about this being of mutual benefit. You know, I, I think sometimes as women, we skirt around what we're really trying to accomplish, especially with, you know, something like a coffee meeting or whatever. And we try to go the route of like, make them our friend. And then maybe someday we can ask as opposed to, you know what, this is what we both want. You know, we both want to figure out how to mutually benefit each other. And, and we're busy people. So <laughs> we don't have time to mess around. Maybe can you give some examples of what you might say to somebody to ask for a coffee meeting or to start off the coffee meeting to make it really clear what this yeah. is about? It's really important. So here's the thing. It's got to be an energy match because what's the first thing that someone does when they connect? They Google you. So Captain Google's actually going to do the work for you in terms of that connection saying yes or no. So what I say is before you even reach out to someone, know your story, understand the power of your story, understand your success piece and your survival piece because no one wants perfection. Like, as I said, as humans, we're not perfect, right? And I think gone are the days when CEOs and leaders are putting themselves out there and saying they're perfect. And I think your friend Heather Monaghan is a great example of that where she's like, I got fired at 43. I'm like, how brilliantly awesome is that? Because that is the time that she was actually able to say, well, I'm going to own my story. I'm going to meet myself and then I'm going to step into my power. And she's told her story so clearly and so succinctly that the connections and the opportunities that are coming for her are at a really high vibration. So I give that as a good example. It's like know who you are, but most importantly, tell the story. Now, the other thing is a picture tells a thousand words, right? So Captain Google as well 
I've had like the craziest things. I've had someone from a big global medical company writing, you know, million dollar, multi-million dollar sales teams. And I Google her and I'm like, uh, did you realize that you're a drug dealer from Idaho, according to Google? <laughs> and she's like, what the fuck, Tori? I said, they put you in this job when apparently you're a drug dealer selling multiple God knows what out to people on the street. I said, you need to clean this up. Because if you want to get to the next level in your career, which is what she wanted to do, you need to like step up and clean up, right? So clean up what Google says to you. So when you're listening to this podcast, I just want you to pick up your phone and put your name in and Google and see what comes up. Because if it's not what you want, that's the first energy match that you need to change so that you're at that vibration, yeah? Second thing is use LinkedIn. It's got the best algorithm. There's over a billion people on there per month. And it's also your own news feed. Use it to engage, to connect with people. Show them the value that you have. Because when someone reaches out to me for a copy day, the first thing I do is I jump on LinkedIn and I see what's going down. I see what the connections are that we have mutually. I see the engagement. And also I see if they're engaged with me. Now, if someone's reaching out to me and they go, hey, Tori, I want to partner with you or whatever, and they're not attached to a brand, but they're a person. And I then, the first thing I do is I'm like, okay, well, are they following me on LinkedIn, Instagram? Do they like my podcast? What's going on? Or are they just asking and it's all about them? That's a delete email for me Uh because you're not showing me that it's a mutual exchange of energy. You're showing me that you're in it for you and you only. So really think about what it is that you're giving to other people. And obviously my background is in media. I always say, if you want to pitch to me on a podcast or you want to pitch to me in Forbes or Entrepreneur or Refinery or, you know, Marie Claire online, whatever it is in your market in the US, here's the thing. If you're pitching to a journalist and you're not following or engaging and showing that you're visible, how are they going to know who you are? How are they going to even put you in the consideration pack? And you don't need a publicist to do that because anyone can slip in a DM and pitch in a story nowadays and get a win, right? But you've got to show that you're involved. So if you want to connect with high vibrational people, show them your value, but most importantly, show them that you're authentically connected and engaged to them. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of leading us into what I consider you know, the law of attraction and, and, and branding and all of that. So can you give us a few tips in building a powerful personal brand um, so that we attract what we want, what we deserve, what's, what is the right energy and vibration for us? Yeah, totally. So there's two ways you can do it. When I was Torstar, obviously I was working with all the power brokers, but I was a woman in the little black dress. I had 60 little black dresses, Nicole. And literally that's all I wore because I wanted to be invisible behind the scenes. I was the one pulling the levers. I was the one lifting them up, doing the deals with them, right? But when I had to step into powerful steps, I had to become my own personal brand, which is a question that you're asking. Well, could I wear black all the time? Absolutely not. Did I want to blend in? No, I wanted to stand out because I had a message. And most importantly, I had a toolkit that other people could tap into become to become better leaders, um, better entrepreneurs. And so what I say is like your image is everything. And if you are an entrepreneur or a business, one of the best things that you can invest in is really good photography. And I actually, every three months, I get reshot. But what I do is I partner with brands or people that have really good databases 
and I collaborate with them. So in Australia, we've got this incredible brand called Parlor X, um, which would be, I guess, your equivalent of Bergdorf Goodman, where they have like all the best edits of everything. And Eva, who runs it, I've known her for years. You know, what is she? I say, can you style and dress us for our shoots? Because these are the women that we're targeting. And I know that they'll become customers of yours through seeing me actually step into my power in a different and exciting way. So again, that goes back into partnership and amplifying who you are. So the photography is really good, but you don't need to go out and buy thousands of dollars worth of clothes. You just need to have the right clothes so that you stand out and people start talking about you. Now, when you first start out, I always say never ever get photographed in passions. When you do a TV interview, or when you're doing a podcast interview, never show up in patterns. Because what are people going to look at? All the flowers and the squiggly things are not going to look at you. So if you're doing TV, always wear a block color because you want people to engage with your eyes and your energy. You don't want any distractions. Mm -hmm. And I always say invest in really good hair and makeup. If you can't do it yourself, make sure that you're really comfortable with that. And also when you're on set or working with a photographer, no matter where it is in the world, bring your A game. You don't need to go on a diet. Some of the best shoots that I've done are when I'm, you know, carrying a few extra kilos, but my heart is just radiating. So bring your energy to the shoot because when people Google you, what are they going to pick up on that vibration, that look, that feel. And then the other bit of advice I have is this, invest in a really good copywriter to write your story for you, which goes across LinkedIn, and it also goes across your website. Now, with LinkedIn, that goes into the algorithm. The first three sentences of LinkedIn is what actually comes up when people Google your name. So, you know, you're absolutely not the drug dealer from Idaho anymore. You're a high-performing executive with a global team running multi-million dollar accounts. That's how we changed that algorithm, which was through LinkedIn. Now, if it's your website, the thing that most people don't realize is if you don't invest in the right brand SEO tags, how are people going to find you? How are you going to get into the algorithm? How are you going to be in the game? How are you going to attract those opportunities? So when you put your bio up on your website, make sure that the back end is working for you because that's also going to land in Captain Google. So in a nutshell, you just want a great energetic shot of you. No patterns. Happy heart is a magnet for miracles. Show it, right? And you want to have a really clear and distinct bio that stands out. And the first three lines, the first three sentences are the ones that are going to deliver impact. Okay, so great stuff there. I want to ask this one question and we're running short on time. I feel like we could talk forever. I want to talk about, I'm sure inevitably you're, you face rejection with your coffee dates or you know reaching out and and. How do you how do you turn your challenges, rejections, your no's into opportunities? Or or really maybe how do you mentally move through them so that you can get to the yeses? So is it really a rejection? That's what you got to ask yourself. Is it really a rejection? Because the person that you are having that mutual exchange of energy with might be going through stuff that you don't know. So put yourself in their shoes. So I had um, a client a couple of days ago and she goes, oh, so-and-so hasn't gotten back to me and we're meant to be doing this partnership deal and we're launching this thing globally. And I said, have you checked out the media of what's going on with her? She says, no, I said, she's going through a really awful divorce. I said, this is not the right time. 
understand what other people are going through, show a bit of empathy and compassion because timing is everything. So it may not actually be a rejection. It might be an energy block or it might be the universe saying, this is just not the right timing. I think we have a tendency when we put ourselves out there, when it doesn't work the way we want it to, to like make it about us or, or assume we did something wrong. There are 999 other viable, legitimate reasons that it could not be working out. And we have, you know, have the opportunity to not waste so much time and energy on that. But I love your reminder to be empathetic, to think about the other person, to even look and see if we can see what's going on. All of that is, is so important. And sorry, Nicole, I just want to add one thing to that. So we had a lady yesterday that was hosting a masterclass for our VIP um, group of entrepreneurs and her son was sick with COVID. And I said, don't worry about it. I'm just going to do it as, you know, a tour star meeting. And I just said to everyone on the group call, ask me whatever you want about your brand and I will help you elevate it. But Abby's son is sick with COVID. He's got respiratory issues. And they were like, okay, they love the session. And Abby felt guilty. Now, I said, why should you feel guilty? Your health is your wealth. You are not disappointing anyone. You need to be there for your family. Now, last night I sent her a text and I said, how's your son? She said, no one asked me, how was my son? And you made the time to ask. Thank you so much. I felt that I'd let you down. Obviously, I didn't. But you have just shown empathy and compassion. It's the smallest things that people remember. But if you want to be a leader and you want people on your side, You've got to be there for them because I could have been in a towel spin and said, hey, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? It was 15 minutes before a call with, you know, lots of people on it. And I just said, you know what, we've got this and we've got each other. So it's always you've got to understand that things happen for a reason. And it's not a rejection. It's a projection as to where you're meant to be right here, right now. And what we don't often do is value and become present because a rejection might be, hey, Nicole, hey, Tori, you're just meant to be silent for a hot minute here. And when you're silent for a hot minute, guess what happens? The whispers of life come down, your intuition kicks in and you make your next power move. So rather than thinking that someone saying no is a rejection, it's not. It's asking you to dig deeper and it's asking you to really understand fully how can you be of service to others in an energetic match when the timing is right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was such a powerful example and incredibly powerful advice because it is the little things that separate. There's so many people and so much noise and, and it's those little seemingly small things that can make such a, a, a big difference. Tori, thank you for that powerful example for <laughs> packing so much great advice and wisdom in such a short period of time. If you are listening and you want to learn more about Tori and her great work, you can go to our website, powerfulsteps.com. We will put it in show notes as well as in our, our weekly email. You can follow her on Instagram at Powerful Steps. She has the Powerful Stories podcast available wherever you listen to podcasts and definitely join the coffee challenge because I don't know about you, but three coffee dates, and, and I like the idea of mixing it up with cocktail dates, <laughs> but that, doing that seems like a really 
great place to start making good connections. Tori, thank you so very much. Thank you, Nicole. I always say like a mutual exchange of energy is the best exchange of energy. And like I said before, you've gone from partner to tribal member or community member. It's I could coffee date with you anywhere in the world. And I'm looking forward to giving you a big hug in LA in the coming months. I cannot wait. I want to close this out by lovingly reminding you that we as women have a huge advantage here. We've been building, nurturing and maintaining relationships far longer and better than anyone. We connect deeply and intimately, and we care. People have the tendency to trust us more with their feelings, with their desires, and their truths. We have great power that can be used for great purpose. So let's step into that power together, connected, because that is woman's work.